Welcome Inside the Vault. This is a collection of previously unreleased lessons from eight-figure entrepreneurial mastermind R. John Robbins. And in case you didn't see the warning label, this content can be explicit and it is for serious entrepreneurs only. This week, we're pulling a session out of the vault from our July 2021 members-only meeting in Nashville. Finding superstar talent is never easy, and once you have found them, you do not want to lose them. In this episode, Arjun explains how to keep your superstars engaged and bought in. Let's go to the vault. Working with Arjan is like having a shortcut to future you. Every time I can have an opportunity to spend time with Arjan, I try to take it and be a sponge. I thought everyone was crazy. You know, they were running to the front of the stage to see this person. Arjan's wearing his crazy shirt. You know, he drinks tiger blood in the morning just for fun, and he's like breathing down my throat. Sometimes it's terrifying to work with him. It's like he's looking into your soul, but it's, it's growth the whole way. All right, so um, imagine, in all, in, all sincerity, in all seriousness, imagine being invited to a party that starts tomorrow. Imagine being invited to a housewarming party, but you're not told how to dress, and so you show up with like a swimsuit and a t-shirt and flip-flops because you think it's going to be a pool party, but all of a sudden, there's like steak and lobster being served with finger foods and a jazz quartet, and everyone's wearing business attire. You know, imagine you show up to the party at the wrong time because no one specified the start time for the party. And you show up at like 11 o'clock in the morning, ready to jump in the pool, and they're like, hey, uh, the party doesn't start till 7 o'clock tonight, the dinner party. Imagine you show up for the party with steak and lobster and vegetarian food. But, you know, it turns out you're actually a vegan and you can't eat anything on the menu and you don't feel really very welcome or thought about or cared for. Imagine you show up for the party and you don't really understand the rules of the party and apparently there's wine and champagne and, like, you know, you're like, stashing your funnel in the bushes in front of the house because you don't want people to know you were thinking this was going to be a different kind of party. Do you understand that I'm describing what it feels like to show up for the first day of work at many of your law firms? There's no coherent plan going on. You don't have a system for training and onboarding and making your superstars feel welcome to set them up for success. And if you're not going to have a plan for how to welcome them and set them up for success, what are you doing? Setting them up for failure. You go through all this trouble to recruit them, and you hire a recruiter, and you sweat over your policies, and you sweat over your procedures, and you document your systems, and you do all this marketing so you can you know, do all this great work and then you got to go out and find these superstars and you advertise and you interview and you interview and you advertise and you go through all of this and then you invite them to their first day of work and you don't tell them jack shit 
about how to be successful other than what day and time to show up. And oh, by the way, here's a generic employee manual that our payroll service gave us to hand to you for legal reasons. That's not how you onboard a superstar cast. That's not how you get people to become earners in your business. That's how you get people to become apathetic about your business. That's how you get people to be scared of your business. They're not even entitled. They're just scared shitless. They're afraid to take any initiative. They're afraid they're going to make a mistake. They're afraid they're going to violate some unwritten rule. They start asking other people like, how does it work around here? Right? And one of your employees, who, by the way, doesn't like you that much, gives them the inside scoop on how things work around here, according to this employee, who doesn't like you that much. By the way, they don't like you that much because you don't give them a path to success. And the reason that you don't give them a path to success is because you didn't have any kind of onboarding system in the first place. And so now they're just apathetic and, you know, just counting the days so they decide to do something else. What kind of asshole would organize a party like that? I mean, seriously, wouldn't that be embarrassing? Wouldn't you think the person who invites you to a party like that, where there's no one tells you really the date, no one really tells you the time, the physical plant of the party doesn't really make any sense for the party. The menu doesn't make sense. The music hasn't been planned out. The budget is completely out of alignment, so they can't realize on all their great ideas and great dreams. I mean, wouldn't you just think the person who's planning this party is just a rank amateur? Yeah? Well, that's what it feels like when people show up to law firms where the onboarding process is organized the same way. You get it? So if you can plan a party, you really can plan this out. And it's really worth doing. When we take on a new CEO or COO or CFO or practice management advisor, we run them through a seven-week onboarding process. 45 hours a week. 9 a.m. Monday, 10 a.m. Monday, 11 a.m. Monday, 12 Monday, 1 Monday, 2, 3, 4, 5 on Monday. 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 Tuesday, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Wednesday, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, on Thursday, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, on Friday, that was week one. You know what we do on week two? 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Monday of week two. Tuesday of week two. 
Wednesday of week two, Thursday of week two, Friday of week two. You know what we do on week three? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, week three. You know what we do week four? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, week four. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, week five. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, week six. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This is almost 300 hours of training. People who come to us already as superstars. This is why I get to enjoy this amazing life that I get to enjoy where I only have to work in my business about 70 days a year because I have invested in superstars. And then I invest in training the superstars in a proper onboarding process. Now, that's the CEOs, the COOs, the CFOs, the practice advisors. We have different programs for our accounting team. We have different programs for our operations team. But they're all very in-depth, thoughtful, considerate processes for onboarding people. You know what's more expensive than that? Not doing that. Not doing that is much more expensive than doing that. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, yeah, R. John, when I have a $20 million business, I'll be able to do that too. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. You're not going to get a $20 million business until you start doing stuff like this. And it's not even really that expensive. Don't start off with a seven-week onboarding process. Could I get you to please invest the first two weeks? First two weeks of a person's job do not let them do one single substantive thing for the firm. Just training, 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 onboarding, 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 onboarding. Just set them up for success. All right? That's how you onboard. So you're going to onboard superstars. What is going on with this clock? It's going all over the place. Do I only have five minutes? Renee? Yes. I only have five minutes until we go to break. I don't have You're going into the next half of your session. Oh, okay, got it. Well, it's like a little disconcerting. I don't know. All right. So, spoiler alert. This is not supposed to be exciting. Y'all got it? I know you're all a bunch of adrenaline junkies. I know you like things to be exciting. I know things when, when things just like work and 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 work for you. You tend to get a little bored and you want to step in and stir things up just to make things exciting. But I promise you, you'll make more money if you let it be boring. Can you all accept that? Yes? Talking to you. No. Him. He knows who I'm talking to. That's the guy. Can you just let this be boring? Good. All right. How to keep your superstars engaged now that you've got them. One, find out what they want. How do you find out what your superstars want? That's right. You ask them. Not very complicated. What do you want? 
I mean, obviously, you have to be a little more artful than that. Basically, you're having a sales conversation with them. Where are you now financially? Where are you now personally? Where are you now professionally? Where would you like to be financially, personally, professionally in the future? Have you thought about how this job can help you get to where you want to be financially, personally, and professionally in the future? Why does it matter to you get to where you want to be financially, personally, and professionally in the future? I'm not going to say that I know the answers to this question for all 100 of our employees, because that's not true. Um, but for the people who report directly to me, I can tell you what their financial goals are. I can tell you what their personal goals are. I can tell you what their professional goals are. I can tell you why those goals matter to them a lot. And I make sure that I am clear about what I want. So the second, way, second step you take on how to keep your superstars engaged now that you've got them is be clear about what you want. It's hard to be clear on what you want when you won't find the courage to write down on a piece of paper what you actually want. Your financial goals, your personal goals, your professional goals. And I'm not saying you got to tell them your net goal, your net income goals. You got to kind of give them a vision of what it is you're trying to do and why it matters to you so they know they can believe in you that you're not just going to abandon your goals and leave them hanging. Step three, engineer their position so they get what they want by helping you get what you want. Look, you want this kind of car. You want to send your kids to this kind of school. You want to finish your MBA so that you can go off and start your own business in the future after you're done working here. Great. Here's what I want. Here's how I've engineered this, biz, engineered this job that you've got so that if you'll do this and this and this and this, you will be able, I'll give you the flexibility you need to go to school. We can engineer the position so you can get some credits for school. Uh, the business you want to start is a, whatever, dog walking business. And we're going to give you opportunities to work in marketing and work in sales and do this and do that and the other, which will be relevant and applicable to that idea you have for the business. You follow? Go to the mic. We're going to have Q&A after this, by the way. Question, uh, step number four. What if they want something that you, like, what if they want to be partner? I don't want a partner as an associate. What if they want something that you don't want for them? Why don't, okay, well, first of all, first of all, in all sincerity, why don't you want a partner? Why don't you want a partner? I mean, you don't want someone to come in and assume half of the financial liability. You don't want someone to uh, give you a big check up front to buy some equity in your business. You don't want someone to uh, commit to certain metrics and key performance indicators. And if they miss them, they don't get paid. And if they miss them again, then you get to keep their check and kick them out. I mean, that, that, that all does sound good. I just... And listen, your answer might still be no. Just, but I'm just saying, I, I, I don't want everyone to just categorically, I don't want a partner. That's number one. Number two, I want to be partner. You know what? Respectfully, 
that's not an option here. You will never be partner in this firm. But you know what? If you work with me, I'll help you learn how to create your own law firm. If you work with me, I'll help you find another law firm that you can go to work for where there might be a partnership opportunity for you. In order to be partner in one of these big firms where you can have a partnership opportunity, you have to have these skills, you have to have these credentials, you have to have these experiences. You have to have a book of business. So let's make a plan for the next three years where you're going to get certified, board certified in X, Y, and Z, and you're going to author a whole bunch of scholarly things that big firms are always impressed with, and you're going to be on the following boards that people, that big firms always love to hear about, and you're going to build up your own book of business that I will cash in on for the time being, and when you leave, you'll leave and you'll take your book of business with you to that firm. That's good stuff. <laughs> Engineer their position so they get what they want by helping you get what you want. Yeah. Have a conversation with them about it. Actually use these things called words. They have to come out of your mouth they're not going to read your mind. You're all excellent communicators when you try to be. I know you are. Communicate more with your team. Five, keep having a conversation about it with them again and again. You want to, want, you want to know what comes next after this? There's a whole other slide. You ready? You ready? Adam, you ready? Find out what they want. Because what they wanted the last time you had the conversation isn't the same thing they want now. Be clear about what you want. Because what you wanted the last time you had the conversation isn't the same thing you want now. Engineer their position so they get what they want by helping you get what you want. You have to re-engineer their position because they don't want the same thing that they used to want. You don't want the same things that you used to want. And the job has changed because they've changed and everything's changed. So you've got to re-engineer the job every year or so. Have another conversation with them about it. Keep having a conversation with them about it again and again. So this is what it looks like over about a three or four year period. We created a diagram for you. Ready? There it is. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Next year, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Next year, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Here's what's going to screw this whole thing up. Are you ready? <laughs> you wanted it to be exciting. It's not exciting. It's just like parenting. You're just doing it again, and you're just repeating yourself again and again and again and again. That's how you keep superstars engaged. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Tune in next week for more lessons from the vault.